Ignorance is very expensive. And for some strange reason, the world enjoys a sense of ignorance. They don't want to open themselves up to something new. They ignore the world out there. They live in their own little cocoon. The world is bigger. The, heavy, the heaviest price a person can pay, it will be because of ignorance. Understand that you are only a product of what you know and a victim of your ignorance. We're here with Dr. Gerald Yasulu, who has been a Christian since 1994, and he walks in the supernatural and helps others attain a level of the supernatural. He sees signs and wonders in his ministry, and he has a discipleship program where your life will be transformed. Dr. Nyasulu's website is schoolofthespirit.com.au, and he is a co-author with Pat Masidi in the book Dream Big and Act Fast. We're going to be speaking today about profits, about potential, about what people fail in life and how to overcome it, and so much more. So, Dr. Gerald, glad to be speaking with you. Thank you so much, uh, Robert. I'm so happy to be on this podcast with you today. I'm looking so forward to sharing with your viewers and the viewers across the globe what I'm about, where I've come from, what journey I've been on in this life, and where probably our viewers can also get to if they do or what I'll share in this podcast today. Wonderful. Well, let's jump in. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you about? My name is, as you said, Dr. Gerard Nyasur. Um, I hold the uh, Doctor of Philosophy and Social Sciences. I got my first degree in political science and public administration. Um, but beyond the academic cycles, uh, I became born again in 1994 on 26th of July. And I had a supernatural encounter with God that changed my life. I was in high school that time. So from then on up to today, I walk in the supernatural. So for me, when we talk about the supernatural, it's not something that I just read about in the Bible. It's something that um, I encountered from the first day I became born again, and I've walked in the supernatural since then. So I've had the great privilege of saving God now for a very long time. We're, we're looking at 29 years here of walking with God, saving with God, preaching the gospel in different parts of the world. So I came from a country called Malawi, and that's where I became born again in 1994. And in 2004, I came to Australia to study. That's where I did my PhD. But in the process of studying, I started a home cell, what we call a home church, with three members. But as I'm speaking now, we've got thousands of followers online. We've got five major campuses or major branches in Townsville, in Brisbane, in Adelaide, in Sydney, but also in Port Mosby, which is in Papua New Guinea. So we've seen God do a lot of wonderful things. We've seen God transform people's lives a lot. So that's where my passion comes in. You have a, a growing movement and you're living a part of your religion. You, sometimes you hear about someone just he, goes to church and just visits and it's just a small portion of their day. But for you, this is something that has completely taken over and has expanded and is growing. So what does it mean to be born again? And what was the process? What was that experience for you becoming born again? That, that's a great question, Robert. I think there's a lot of uh, confusion among the people between being a church member, being born again, and also even that the circles of, of people who say they are born again, sometimes they don't even understand what happened to them. Let me explain it in simple terms that the Bible 
the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and then the New Testament was written in Greek. But Jesus didn't even speak Greek, neither did he speak Hebrew. Jesus spoke Aramaic. And there are some things which are lost in the translation as you read the Bible. We need to go back to the original languages to understand what some of these terms mean. For example, born again is a big term that most people do not understand even what it means. Some people think it's joining a church. Some people think it's being baptized in water. Some people you know, have got other ideas of what that term means. But to be honest with you, the term born again, it's a kind of uh, a Greek concept. In the Greek, that word is genau anoteni. Genau means originating or being born. Anoteni means above or sky or heaven. In simple terms, being born again means born from above. It means born from heaven. It means born from a spiritual material. When you take a step back, in English, born again comes with the connotation of a second best. But in its original meaning, it means someone who is born from a spiritual material or someone who is born from above. So because a person is already born from their parents, and now when they are born from above, it's kind of a second birth or born again. So English kind of picks up on that thought that it's a, a second birth or born again. But literally it misses the point. Because the point we're talking about someone who is born from above. We acknowledge the person as a human being is born from their parents, which are physical parents, father and mother. So that kind of gives life to a physical entity. But when you encounter Christ, you are born from above. You are born from a spiritual material. You are born from a spiritual entity, which is the spirit. When you follow the story where that term born again appears, which is in John chapter 3, verse number 3, verse to the accept a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, when you go to verse number 4, Nicodemus, who Jesus is talking to, is asking Jesus, says, wait a minute, how can a man who is old like me be born a second time, should I enter my mother's womb again and be born? Jesus says, no, Nicodemus, you are getting it wrong. I'm not talking about a physical birth here. So verse number five elaborates the point, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot see, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, verse number six is the conclusion of the story, because now Jesus says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you see that there are two dimensions of birth. You can be born to the flesh and remain flesh. And to experience a birth in the spirit, there's a transition, there's a change. There's a switch by which a person becomes a spirit being. That's what it means to be born again. It's not to be born of the spiritual material. Now, which makes you a spirit being. You are no longer just in the plane of humanity and the plane of physical beings. You are now someone who is able to interact with the realm of the spirit because you are born in that dimension. I know it's a long answer, but it explains a lot of mis misunderstandings there. <laughs> and it's, it's an answer that needed to be long to explain that. And that is fascinating to think about how the Bible has been translated in all these languages and all the different iterations, King James Version, been revised and it's easy for things to lose their meaning by playing what, what they call a game of telephone, right? When you're a kid, you play telephone, you, you say a message to someone and then they pass the message along and next thing, 70 or 80 times later, then it's misunderstood. And then you need to go back to the source and say, what did they really mean? And you have to dive deep and take things seriously. 
And so you're born again, which means you're born of the spirit. And what is that? What's the before and after? And why is it instant? Why is it sudden? Why is it not a gradual process? That, that's, that's, uh, that's another good point, Robert. The thing mm -hmm. is, um, it's uh, an instantaneous experience because uh, we're talking about a process that begins with a person desiring or a person having a desire, being dissatisfied with being human, just you not know, going through the, the, the treadmill of life in day in, day out. And they're saying, no, there has to be more. So when a person opens up themselves to say there has to be more, it just takes a simple prayer by which a person accepts Christ in their life. And that prayer actually is already given to us. It's already given to us in the book of Romans chapter 9, chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10, where the Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when you look at what that passage talks about, especially those two verses, I know Apostle Paul writes from verse 1 all the way to verse number 10 about how to be saved. There's something that, uh, that there are two types of righteousness. There's the first type of righteousness which people can try to achieve by following the law of Moses. It says, for Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which he doeth those things shall live by them. Which is fair enough. People can try to follow some sets of laws. But if you get a chicken and then you begin to train the chicken to behave like a human being, it can only go so far. It will never be a human being. The chicken can try, but it will never be a human being. The same thing, they will put pets in our homes. We've got some nice pets. They can go get a grub. They can go get a bottle of beer for you in the fridge. They can go do this for you, do that. But it doesn't make them human because they are born in that dimension of whatever they are. So if it's a dog, they are born into the dimension of dogs. We can train them. We can give them rules, a set of rules, do this, do that. But they will still remain a dog. That's the bottom line. So that's what happens with people who are not born again. They're just trying to set to follow a set of rules and laws, which the church gives them or wherever they pick them from all. So they will just be trying to follow those things. They will never become the thing. Now, being born again changes that because the, whatever we talk about the Bible, it's a book which is has got its own supernatural origins. It's not a book which is from human mind. No. The Bible was written in a span of like 1,800 to 2,400 years. That's how long it took to write the Bible. And it was pinned down by 40 separate individuals. But you can see one thing that the consistency of the message proves that the source is outside the time dimension. So even though we've got people coming in writing parts of the Bible over a period of 1,800 years or 2,400 years, that's a span, 1,800. 800 to 2,400, that's his people. But because the source is outside the time dimension, he knows what he said to this one, that has to be collaborated by this one. And then this one speaks things that shall be fulfilled 1,000 years later. So the source here has to be outside the time dimension. So because the source of the Bible is outside the time dimension, it's, it's so important for us to understand now that when you become born again. You are, you are not following a set of rules here, do this, do that. You have to be born of the Spirit because that's the, where the source of the book comes from, because that's where the words of the Bible come from. So when you take a person who is born of the Spirit, encounters 
the word of God, which is from a spiritual dimension here, that combination, that fusion brings about an explosion of a spiritual life. Okay. So it's not a set of do's and don'ts. It's an explosion of a spiritual existence, an explosion of spiritual experiences. That's why when you look at my life from the time when I became born again, there was a total transformation. It was no longer, you know, the young man that people used to know. Okay, now he has started going to church. No, I was already going to church at that point in time because I was born in a Christian home. My parents were Christians. My parents were church leaders, but they were not born again. We were going to a very good Presbyterian church. It was vibrant. We were not talking about the church even or something, but it was like just joining in a social club. You're just joining in a social group where there's no spiritual experience. Because spiritual experience, you have to be born in that dimension. You have to be born into the realm of the spirit. You have to be given to, to, once you are born into that realm, you begin to experience what the realm is all about. So that's why being born again is a radical, radical. I'm talking about radical transformation. Because once you are born into the dimension, then you begin to, ex to experience the dimension. That's why Jesus says, except a man be born again, he cannot see. The word you see there again, it's a Greek term, which means to, to become aware. So you see, you have to be born into the thing for you to become aware of it. So it's the way I'm talking to you now, Robert. I'm seated here on my couch, but if I'm not aware that there's a snake under this couch, you do you know that I would be sitting here, I'll be so comfortable, be so relaxed. I'm like, yeah, it's a good day. I'm talking to Robert here. But the moment I become aware that there's a snake under the couch, you do know that everything will change about me. <laughs> I would jump off this couch <laughs> because I'm not a snake handler. And the way I grew up, snakes are enemies. We, we, we don't keep snakes like pets. So that changes everything. When you are born into the realm of the spirit, it is a radical entry into a dimension. It is a radical transformation that takes place instantaneously. However, there's a process after the instantaneous experience. Now we need to master, you need to understand. You need to learn what are the laws, what are the rules, how do you manage, how do you move in this realm of the spirit. Now that's where it takes long. And that's where some people who are born again, they'll say, me, I'm born again. Yes, they're born again. But probably they didn't take the next step now of understanding the operations of the realm of the spirit. This is an exciting idea. And, and I'm here to listen. And I'm here to take it all in and understand. And you, th you think about... This whole idea, like you mentioned even before about a, an animal or a chicken trying to be something else. And you think that us humans are unique because we have the, the, the consciousness to be spiritual and to have these abstract ideas. Whereas a, a dog or a cat, they're nice creatures, but they can't understand these sort of spiritual ideas and the, the things existing outside of time and the, this higher plane and things like that. And so you think that you, once you get past this barrier, and you can be born again, and you can tap into the, the spirit world and all these resources, there's still the opportunity to squander, right? Just like when you get any kind of chances in life, you can get things handed to you, you can have opportunities, but if you don't uh, seize things and you, and you don't say, I'm going to you put my learning in and make the best use of it, then you can waste your potential. And what what how has your life changed? Now that you're in this new kind of reality, is everything brighter for you? Do you act differently? Do you think differently? What's the difference? What's the upside now to being born again? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Robert. The thing is, from the time when I became born again with that supernatural encounter with God, which changed my story, which changed my life, I 
began to understand something that, okay, now I'm born again, I'm a spiritual being, but there has to be something that I can hang on to, something that I can hold on to in order to understand how to operate in this realm of the spirit. And that's where now the knowledge is very, very important because I've learned over the years something which is important that every dimension has got its own laws. Some of the laws, they're unchangeable. It's either you work with the law to achieve something or you work against the law and life becomes difficult. I'll give an example of this simple natural realm in which we are, the physical world. There's a law there called the law of gravity. The law of gravity is a very important law. So it's either you work with it or you work against it. When the moment you work against it, it can actually kill you. It can actually do harm to you. For example, if you throw something in the air, the power to which it will go up is the force which you give the thing. It will go up. Unless the thing has got its own power, which is like an engine, which propels it upward, which is acting against the gravity. But the moment that force comes to an end, gravity will take over the thing must come down. You don't need the prayer for the thing to come down. As long as the force that pushed it up has come to an end, another force will bring it down. That's the law of gravity. The same thing with light. In the physical, in the natural, light travels in a straight line. Okay. The reason, why we, the reason why we can't see things around the corner is not because those things do not exist. They do exist around the corner. But we can't just see them with our physical eyes because light travels in a straight line. What do I, light has to hit the object first. And when it hits the object, it has to come straight to your eyes. And that light will not bend around the corner for you to see what's around the corner. No, the light will go straight that way. So anyone is standing stretched where the thing is, they'll be able to see it, but not you, because the thing is on a corner according to your point of view. This is the same thing in the realm of the spirit. There are laws there that you must understand. You must master them. You must learn them. Because once you master them, once you understand them, once you learn them, then you begin to use those laws to your advantage. If you want to see in the realm of the spirit, there are laws that govern how you see things there. If you want something to happen, there are laws that govern things or that govern that realm which cause things to happen. For example, in that realm of the spirit, I just gave you a scripture here that people know it's about being born again, but it's about a law in the realm of the spirit that if you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, that verse, as you understand it, you, you may start thinking, okay, just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart. So what? No, it's a law in the spirit. Because in the spirit, words, I'm talking about words, they become objects in the spirit. Words are not just words. Because I know people are careless with their language. They just speak anyhow. They just say things without even knowing why they are saying the things. But Jesus said, listen, by your words, you shall be justified. By your words, you shall be condemned. Wait a minute. Now, when you go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 18, the Bible, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So this means now that in the realm of the spirit, your tongue, your words, your voice becomes something very precious, becomes something that is so important. So that's why it's important when people become born again, 
they must take the next step learning. They must understand how to operate in the realm of the spirit. Because unless you understand, you can't see the goodness. You can't experience all the resources, as you said, which are made available to us in the realm of the spirit. So personally, from the time I became born, my, my life, I'm telling you the truth, would have just been average. Because I was born in Malawi, the poorest country. You can Google now as I'm speaking. The poorest country on earth is called Malawi. And I, was, I wasn't just born in a poorest country. I was born from the poorest part of Malawi, where even the poor call that place poor. You know what I mean? <laughs> when the poor call a place poor, it means the place is really hopeless. The place is a poor. But when I became born again, my life just exploded with potential. Why? Because being born into a new dimension, which is a dimension of the spirit, you are born now with the potentiality of a spirit being there. But then after you got that potential, you need now to develop the potential. Because potential, it is what it is potential. A possibility of something taking place. A possibility of something growing. A possibility of something being big. But now people don't develop that. They get it, but they don't develop it. They receive it, but they don't develop it. They are born into the spiritual realm, but they never develop their potential. So they remain in a potential state where something can happen anytime, but they never developed it. So they remain in that state. So this is where the challenge is. With me, I took the journey. It has been a journey of learning, constant learning, studying, prayer, fasting, reading the scripture, not just reading the scripture. When I say reading, I mean it from Genesis, Revelation, back to Genesis, Revelation, back to Genesis. I've been on that loop because I wanted to understand how the realm of the spirit functions, how God functions, how the Holy Spirit functions, how Jesus functions, how angels functions, who are demons, where did they come from, how do they operate, how do you cast them, how do you break their power, how do you paralyze them, how do you access the resources that God has made available to us in the realm of the spirit. I've been on that loop. So I'm so happy now that after 29 years, I can put together something that I can say, hey, look here, this thing, when you learn this thing, it will shift you from point A to point B. That's where my life is at this stage. As you can see, I'm now in Australia. I came here to, to do my PhD. I didn't come here to start a church. I just came to study. My wife came here to do her master's in IT. But when we were here, I had only three people the first group that I had were three people that I began to teach and to train. I was a student, but then that three they began to grow. People just started joining in. People started joining and now they're experiencing miracles, science, wonders. Their life is being transformed. They are now able to cultivate their potential. They are now able to do great things. People that had like an average existence. All of a sudden, their life is full of purpose. They are fulfilling their purpose. They are seeing power. They are seeing demonstration. They are able to pray for the sick are being healed. They are able to cast a demons. Now the group just started growing. So from 2007, when I started that group, as I'm speaking now, as you said, we've got thousands of followers. That's when people begin to experience something. The group has no choice but to grow. And that's what has happened. Amazing. I love your passion and I love your energy and what you've built here. And there's just, there's so much to think about as far as the life lessons and as far as being curious and doing the deep learning as you've done, like you said, go, going back and forth with the verses and just getting that deep meaning and not just doing the superficial, casual, cursory research. You really want to know what the world is about and what life is about and what the spiritual existence is about and what does it all mean and what is our potential and what kind of rules are there and what can we implement and all the other things that are just 
easy to ignore and then at, at your own peril, right? If, if you don't sure. understand what's, what's available to you, then you can't access it and you can't make good use of it. And so you have the, this movement and you have this, all this online streaming. So how can someone find out about it? How could, if someone says, I want to uh, go and, and tap in and watch some of this and, and join the group, how do they do it? Put together uh, some of the material, not during the lockdown, the COVID, uh, there was so much demand uh, for the stuff that I teach, that, that I, I sat down with my team. I was on Zoom at home. They were somewhere recording. So I did a bit of some recordings, which were quite systematic. They are not like professionally done. They're not like something you do in a studio kind of environment. This was just out of demand during the lockdown. But then the material proved so good, so powerful, so transformative that people said, no, we want access to this material. So up to now, until now, I've, I had never made this material available to anybody outside the church. It has only been used by church people. And those church people's lives have been transformed, exploding in every direction. People who were non-entities, non-entities, people who had a mediocre existence, lives exploding, not purposeful, understanding the things of the spirit, begin to move in the gifts of the spirit and moving in the power of the spirit. So there's been a lot of demand for that material. So I put together that material and I was just working on a website, www.schoolofthespirit.com.au. So when people go to that website, www.schoolofthespirit.com.au, they will find the, the material there from the first lesson to the last lesson. They can go through it in their own pace, in their own time. Once you buy the material, you'll be able to access all the lessons. So take your time, go through this. You are there. You'll never be booted out of the platform. Okay. Because there's no like a time that's for six months, whatever. You're never booted out of the platform. The material is there. I want you. Once you get on there, you get the material, master the material. As you said, there's superficial learning where it's just cursory, just general knowledge. Just let me have a few. No, you must master the material. It takes a lot of rounds to master the stuff. Uh, this is a problem that we have. People have got a relationship with material, but it's very superficial. No, you need to get there. According to the Jews, probably it takes seven to 90 times going through the same material for you to master the material, the material becomes part of you. So the way all the verses I've talked about here, I don't have an open Bible anywhere here. As you can see, I'm live with you right now. They're just popping out of my spirit. That's how much I've become part of the material and the material has become part of me. So I want when people get on that platform, they should take their time, listen to the thing three, four, five, six, even seven times. Don't be satisfied with only once. No, go through the material seven times. You're going to hear things in there that you thought you hate, but you never actually hate. Your, your, your brain has got your brain games on you when you're listening to things. It plays games and you think you hate the thing when you haven't. It will just pick up a few things and you think you understood the thing. No, go back seven, eight, nine times. Once you master the stuff, you're going to see that your life will be transformed. If you're not born again and you find yourself on this stuff there, uh, this is a topic that puts salvation. Go through that topic. It will teach you the, the nuts and the bolts of how to be saved. And there are prayers in there. Pray the prayers. You're going to receive your salvation. There's a topic on the Holy Spirit in there. And it's not just talking about it. It's the practical dimensions of the Holy Spirit. And there's a prayer in there on how you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So people, I'm telling you, Robert, people have supernatural experiences 
with this stuff because <laughs> I put everything that I am in this course and course lives will be transformed. I guarantee on that one. And also I'm available myself. You can book one-on-one -on -one meeting with me. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to discuss whatever's bothering you, whatever you want to know beyond the course material. I'll be available to talk to the people once they register there. And I'm available to pray with them. If they need a one-to-one -one to meet me in person, I'm here in Australia, Sydney. I'm going to give you a date. You're going to come to our campus. We've got a large, a wonderful, beautiful campus. You're going to come to the campus. You'll be looked after. We're going to pray for you and your life. I guarantee you one thing, your life will never be the same again. I love it. And I believe it. And I can definitely relate to this idea of needing the repetitions. When you think about mm. how many attempts did it take to successfully drive a car? Or mm. if you go back and read an old book or watch an old movie, and then and that you maybe you watched or read as a kid, you pick up different things again and again because your brain reduces and simplifies. And sometimes you need the repetition. You really take it all in and get all the important nuggets. And there are so many people out there that just are lost, confused, and wonder why things happen to them or wonder why bad things happen in life. And it helps to be able to make sense of our current situation and pick ourselves up and have a better attitude and do better and succeed. And we can do that and get on the right track by going to schoolofthespirit.com.au and check out that training, check out those recordings, and then contact Dr. Gerald Nyasulu to take the next step and find out more. And Dr. Gerald, as we are wrapping up our conversation, and so you're a public speaker, you know the importance of ending with a bang, ending with something really profound. So in all of your travels, in all of your decades of being born again and accessing your religion, your spirituality, would you say, is there a number one lesson or is there a, a powerful lesson that you come across that is not being discussed enough? Is there anything come to mind as far as just the, the lesson we all really need to hear right now? What comes to mind is actually in the Bible, Hosea chapter 4, verse number 6. There's a verse there. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I'll reject you from being a priest unto me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I'll also forget your children. Now, <laughs> that's dangerous. What it means is ignorance is a very expensive. <laughs> you don't only pay for your ignorance, but also your children, they will pay a price for the parents' ignorance. Okay. Number two, the other side of what God is saying there, every person is a product of what they know and they are victims of their ignorance. Every person is a product of what they know and they are victims of their ignorance. That's the number one lesson I've learned about life. That's why I don't joke around. If I don't know anything, I'll get to the experts. I'll get the material. I'll read. I'll, I'll study. I'll talk to people who have mastered that area. So if I need to know anything in the accounting, I don't have to, to fumble around in darkness. Let me get people who know that area. I'll talk to them. They should give me the material. I'll read about it. That, give, that will give me an understanding. Otherwise, I can pay a heavy price for being ignorant in that area because ignorance is very expensive. And for some strange reason, the world enjoys a sense of ignorance. They just want to, they are just apathetic. They just don't want to learn. They just don't want to open themselves up to something new. They just ignore the world out there. They live in their own little cocoon. No, the world is bigger. The world is bigger there. 
and the, heavy, the heaviest price a person can pay, it will be because of ignorance. So that's why it's very important for our listeners, your listeners, and anyone who will come across this podcast, that they need to understand that you're only a product of what you know and a victim of your ignorance. Never say this is impossible because there's nothing that is impossible. It is only impossible in the dimension of your existence. There could be another existence outside your existence where that thing that we thought it was impossible is actually a possibility. I, I love it. That, that really makes you think, and that's a very valuable lesson that knowledge is power, ignorance is dangerous, and in mm. fact, it can be contagious. You can pass it along. And it, it's ridiculous and it's a paradox that we live in this information age where anything can be searched, Googled, watch on YouTube, find a podcast, and yet there's still it's still so easy if you don't take care of yourself to still get mm. stuck in that ignorance bubble. So to escape that trap of ignorance. To get out of the cocoon, go right now to schoolofthespirit.com.au. And Dr. Gerald, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Robert. I've looked forward to talking to you. I know we've tried to schedule this podcast for a long time, but finally it is done. I'm so happy. We finally <laughs> made it work. That's what's important. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Robert. <laughs>